Hello, my name is Sean Huddleston. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the tax implications for using payment apps such as Venmo and PayPal. More specifically, we will discuss Form 1099-K and the changes that will be happening for tax year 2022. On March 11, 2021, the American Rescue Plan Act was signed into law by President Joe Biden, which made substantial changes to Internal Revenue Code Section 6050W. Per Internal Revenue Code Section 6050W, Payment settlement entities are required to report payments to participating payees on Form 1099-K, payment card and third-party network transactions, if a certain transaction threshold is met. This change will mainly affect third-party settlement organizations and independent freelance contractors, whom collectively make up what is often referred to as the gig economy. Freelance workers use third-party settlement networks to sell their goods and services. Per Treasury Regulation 1.6050W-1, third-party payment networks involve the establishment of accounts with a central organization by a substantial number of providers of goods and services who are unrelated to the organization and who have agreed to settle transactions with purchasers on the centralized platform. Third-party settlement organizations are the entities that operate these third-party networks, which act as intermediaries between these sellers and buyers to facilitate commerce. For this service, third-party settlement organizations charge a fee to the sellers who use their network for commerce. Popular examples of third-party settlement organizations include Uber, Venmo, and eBay. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Jordan and Hannah Reed to further discuss the details and tax implications of these recent changes. Jeff, we will start with you. What are the current thresholds and the third-party responsibilities in regards to reporting? Well, Sean, first off, thanks for having us on. To start off, the services provided by these mobile pay apps, as you've already kind of touched on, are generally regarded as third-party settlement organizations as defined by the Internal Revenue Code Section 6050W, subsection B3. This basically states that they are organizations with contractual obligations to make payments to payees from other participating members of that third-party service. Under the same statute, subsection E goes even further into describing the thresholds in which the third-party organization is responsible for reporting the transactions to the IRS. Under the exceptions exceptions of de minimis payments subsection uh, 6050W, subsection E1 and 2, state that the third party must report transactions where the total amount exceeds $20,000 and the total number of transactions it seeks 200 in number. Another way to think about this is to say that under subsection A, all of the transactions must be reported and that the transactions of less than 200 in number and less than $20,000 in total are effectively de minimis and are not material enough to be reported to the IRS. Additionally, under 6050W subsection F, the third party is required to provide a written statement generally in the form of a 1099-K form of the transactions and totals to the parties involved so that they can file their return. Okay, and what will the thresholds be under the upcoming change? Well, the current thresholds will apply for returns for the year ending in on December 31st, 2021. Yes, that's basically one month from now. Beginning January 1st, 2022, the code changes Uh, to state that all transactions over $600 will need to be reported. 
This additionally means that the third party organizations must provide 1099-K forms to all parties who have accumulated over $600 in that tax year. Not only has the threshold been reduced, but the transaction minimum has also been removed. There is no stipulation within the code subsection regarding any number of transactions at all. Essentially, a person with $101.6 transactions will receive a 1099-K form just the same as a person with one single $601 transaction would. Wow, those are some pretty substantial changes. So what's the reason for these changes? Well, Sean, as you've kind of stated earlier, the change in the threshold limits came from the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, specifically section 9674 subsection A. Aside from the de minimis threshold reductions, a key aspect to the act is the specific scope of the 1099-K reporting. The act clarifies that the 1099-K form reporting for third-party networks is for goods and services. It eliminates the confusion of whether rent income, royalties, personal gifts, uh, charitable contributions, or reimbursements should be included on that form. The act specifically excludes these items and states that the 1099-K form applies only to the goods and services. The act was generally viewed as a part of the coronavirus relief effort, incorporating many similar provisions and extensions from previous bills, such as the CARES Act and the Family First Coronavirus Response Act. This includes items such as employee retention credits, dependent care limit increases, and paid leave credits. But just as anything in life, to get something, you generally have to give something in return. And this act really is no different. Essentially, to pay for these credits the act that the act is creating, these threshold reductions form a way to potentially increase tax revenue. In a Bloomberg tax article written by a Georgetown Law School student, Travis Nix, he describes the tax revenue benefits for the threshold reductions. He brings up the growing gig economy sector and how this change could bring about billions of dollars in tax revenue. A gig economy refers to side jobs, or as most of us kind of think of them as uh, side hustles, um, that many Americans have been taking advantage of to earn extra income. One simple way to earn some of this side income has generally been paid for via third-party settlement organizations. Under the current threshold, income earned that is below the $20,000 and 200 transaction number limit could potentially go unreported. Under the new threshold, third-party settlement organizations will be required to send 1099-K forms to many more gig workers, allowing for higher tax revenue for the IRS. Alrighty, thank you, Jeff, for that insight. Uh, now we will switch to Hannah Reed. Uh, Hannah, Hannah, how is this change going to affect users of apps like PayPal, Venmo, and other third-party payment settlement organizations? And will everyone who uses these apps be affected? While this is not a new tax, it is, however, going to affect more users than before. Overall, the change is geared toward users who use the app for transactions in their business. As you stated, all users with transactions greater than $600 will receive Form 1099-K for tax year 2022. Lowering the threshold from $20,000 and 200 transactions is going to $600 is going to increase tax revenue, which is the main purpose for the change. Side hustles have become an increasingly popular way of making extra income, especially during the pandemic. People who typically make less than $20,000, but more than $600 from their side hustle will likely owe more tax than they're used to. 
Up until this change, it has been the individual's responsibility to keep up with their own transactions. The fact that the 1099-Ks are being issued by the companies is going to help ensure that this information is accurate, complete, and also reported. You may also notice some apps such as Venmo will start collecting personal information from users, such as social security number and tax ID, in order to provide the necessary information to the IRS and issue the 1099-Ks. Personally, I have already received notices from Venmo requesting my information to allow me to use my Venmo funds to pay others, but I have not updated my account with this information yet. For people who are reluctant to furnish this information to the companies, this could deter them from using the apps. Interesting. Okay, so what would there be any other issues uh, third-party settlement organizations would need to be aware of, such as fines or penalties? Well, yes, Sean, there are actually some issues that both third-party settlement organizations and their participants need to be aware of. The first of which would be with the Form 1099-K. Just as many other information returns, there is a penalty for the individual if he or she does not file the 1099-K, as well as a penalty for the organization if they do not issue a form to the individual. For reference, in 2021, this penalty is $280 per failure to file each form for an individual and $280 for each form the organization fails to supply. As you can imagine, with such a large change in the threshold rules, this creates a much greater liability for the third-party settlement organizations if they cannot effectively comply with this new regulation. There is, however, a maximum fine limit with regards to information returns, capping out three million four hundred twenty six thousand dollars per year for each the participant and the organization for reference if we are looking strictly at information return filings to hit this maximum fine amount that would equate to about twelve thousand form 1099 k while this is extremely unlikely for the participant to ever reach this upper limit a large company such as venmo with a projected user base of over 50 million participants just over twelve thousand omissions would certainly be a possibility while, of course, not all of their customer base will need a 1099-K provided to them, it is like, quite likely that Venmo or any other similar company could sustain large penalties if they do not implement strong controls regarding this new regulation. Okay, thank you, Jeff and Hannah, for your time. Uh, so as we can see, the changes that the American Rescue Plan Act is bringing to uh, IRC 6050W are pretty substantial and will affect a large percentage of the U.S. population namely gig economy workers and third-party settlement organizations. The changes will substantially increase the number of 1099-Ks that are issued and is likely to increase tax compliance and simplify reporting for many of these independent free freelance workers. The changes will also, of course, bring in billions of new tax revenue for the federal government. However, since independent contractors are treated as business owners by the tax code, gig workers who will now be receiving a 1099-K for the first time need to make sure they are aware of the various business expense deductions they can take to offset some of their business income and make sure they are keeping good records of these business expenses if they had not done so in the past. A widespread concern with the coming change is that many of these gig workers are unaware of the various business deductions they can take and thus will potentially over-report their income. Kathleen Delaney Thomas, a law professor at the University of North Carolina, is among those concerned about this potential issue and has proposed a standard business deduction, which would function in a similar manner to the standard deduction for an individual return. This proposal could make the reporting process for gig workers simpler and could reduce the potential for overtaxation of their income. 
Only time will tell what the actual effect of these new changes will bring. And it should be interesting to see how gig workers and third party settlement organizations adjust. That will conclude our discussion today. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to this podcast.